thought today that really stuck with me. It was like, I hardly ever have a thought that like just hits me really hard. And I spent all day thinking about it. And based off of what I said before, it's it shouldn't be like a surprising thought. But for what's going on in my life right now, it's a bit surprising and a bit unconventional. And yeah, but the thought was... So lately I've been struggling with distractions and I have some goals in mind that I I really want to get going and I yes I have been doing them I like it's been small incremental steps of me doing this but uh I still have issues with procrastinating and doing other things instead like watching television and being on my phone, playing video games. Not so much video games, but sometimes. Anything that can be used as a, as a distraction, it usually gets used at some point. And it's it's a little weird because this is like this is probably the least distracted time I've ever had in my life. In terms of opportunities of getting distracted. It's never been so few since now. But now I have a new standard because, you know, I've gotten used to these such little distractions as compared to, you know, how it was maybe a year or two ago. But but now I have a new standard and it it bugs me that I still manage to get distracted. So... like a week ago, I had the thought of selling my television and and just getting rid of it, and that would like automatically eliminate at least video games and I guess television, but I still have my iPad and my phone, things like that, but it would at least diminish it to some degree. But today, when I was at work, it just hit me. Like, I wasn't even thinking about it, really. It just sort of occurred in my head. And I kind of just, it was hard to shake it. And it was, yeah, it was weird. But the thought was, I'm going to go back to living in my car. I'm just, like, it's... It's <laughs> it's not that I can't afford living how I'm living now, <clears throat> but it's it's the distractions that are bugging me. And I've I've lived in my car before and not not lived in it. I stayed in my car before. I stayed in it for 2 months. That's a that's a pretty long time. But after a week, you know, you, you get used to it. But but now I'm actually considering living in my car. Legit living. Like, living and staying in your car are two different things. 
because when I was staying in my car, I was not in one place for longer than a couple days. I was traveling across the country, and that's where I would sleep. Occasionally, I would couch surf with somebody or camp somewhere, and sometimes I would treat myself and get a motel. But for the most part, I was just in my car in some Planet Fitness parking lot. And that's how it was. But I was staying in my car because I was moving everywhere. I wasn't working. I was just traveling. And I was saving money so I can travel further and longer. But now I'm actually thinking about living in my car where I have a job and... I get up every morning to go to that job. And I'm in one place. I'm in one city. So I think that's what... That classifies it as living in my car. And the idea is really mesmerizing. Because if I take away rent, not only will I have less distractions, I you know, I'll be forced to stimulate my brain through very limited options, but also I can save a lot of money. And that one, that really got me thinking, you know, like if I did this for a year, theoretically, I could have at least $20,000 in 12 months for me. You know, that's, I did the math and that's after all the payments that, you know, that isn't rent, like uh, food, gas, um, what are some monthly, like a gym membership, my Apple Music subscription, occasionally I will get Audible and delete it if I don't, if I don't listen to enough books, but lately I've been listening to a lot, so yeah, Audible, and then I'll throw in some extra money, you know, just to overestimate and do the math off of over-exaggerating how much money I would actually be spending each month. And I still come out with like 20000 at the end of 12 months. But I don't know if 12 months is in me to do it that long. I don't know if I've ever done... I've, I've barely lived in one place for longer than that time after high school. You know, Colorado was like eight months. Oregon was about a year and a half. But around six months in, it's always like a few months in whenever I move to a new place that I get this feeling where I need to do something new or different or some sort of adversity or adventure, something. But it's always like a just a few, several months into living in a new place where I've gotten used to it. I I have a routine. I know what to expect. And then suddenly a thought just occurs where I just want to change it up a little bit. I'm not sure why that is. I sort of talked about it in one of the last podcasts where, where maybe it's a sense of adventure, like wanderlust type thing but also it could be some sort of disguise like it's like a lack 
of structure in my life disguised as wanderlust, you know, where I don't have enough going on. So I just want to shake things up a bit. Some Maybe something like that as well. But, but honestly, this isn't, this is a different type of thing. This isn't really an adventure. This is just more, a a more minimalistic way of living. And the thought of it really excites me. And when I first moved here, when I first came to Utah, I was living in my car at the time. And it, it took me, when I, like, when I, when my tires first hit the border of Utah, it took me, like, four days to find a place and a job, but the, the goal, I, I wasn't really intending on doing that, Uh, but the only, a, a big reason that I decided to do that, to get a place and a job, was because, you know, this was, COVID, this was August, so COVID was like, you know, in the midst. But uh, the public libraries were closed. And ideally, because I I still plan on studying, like doing coding and things like that, and it would have been hard to do that in my car. But if the libraries were open, that would be a place for me to go and not only study, but just hang out and read books, but they were closed, and I, I felt like, I, I, like, where, where do I go, like, shit, I can't not study, I can't just stay in my car if I can't do any of that, and a library is going to be a big part of me to, like, have a place to go, especially in August when it's hot as hell, so, <clears throat> Yeah, like I checked out the libraries in Salt Lake and they weren't open. You could order, you could rent a book, but you'd have to wait outside and they give it to you, something like that. But you couldn't hang out in the library. And that, that kind of threw my original plans out the window. But, so yeah, so I got a place. And then I realized, I found out, I'm sure most people already knew this, but I didn't, I didn't know. I, <laughs> I didn't know. But uh, companies like Xfinity, the Wi-Fi company, they, they have Wi-Fi throughout the city, like airborne Wi-Fi, and you can just connect to it. Um, you have to pay for it. But, yeah, you, I could have had Wi-Fi anywhere, really, as long as I paid for it. And I could have, that would have been, that would have helped a little bit, but then would come the issue of charging my devices and things like that. But that's not a, that's not as big an issue. I can figure that out as I get better at living in my car. But yeah, that was like the big issue that I couldn't hang out in libraries when I was in my car. So that really got me to just fuck I need a place. I need some study place. So I, I just got an apartment and got a job because I had to pay for the apartment. But now but now that I have an apartment, you know, I made it very homey. 
I decided, fuck, if I if I'm gonna live here, I'm just gonna get I'm just gonna go all the way and get a bed frame and a couch and a television. So now I have all this shit. But it turned into a distraction. Not not the bed frame, of course, but the television. And I had my friend ship me my game consoles just so I can make it as homey as possible if I'm gonna be here. But I was getting, I, I became more stressed as I started, you know, getting more homey, you know, getting more comfortable. But the thought of just selling my television, my couch, I can give away this, this, uh, I don't even know what it is, uh, a coat drawer, something like that. But yeah, uh, it's just the thought of getting rid of all of it really gets me excited and just living in my car and figuring out how to fucking do it how to manage it the 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 act itself of sleeping in the my back seat isn't a the biggest issue that takes like a for me it would usually take me like a week to get fully acclimated to sleeping in the back seat so that's not a big issue. It'll be a little annoying the first couple days, sure, obviously. It's like a new thing, you know. It's noisy, no privacy, no leg room. But we're highly adaptable creatures. We get used to things pretty fast. The main issue, I guess, is having a place to study. Uh, I guess, you know, using the Xfinity Wi-Fi, I could do it in my car, sure. Maybe Planet Fitness, they have a black card area, and I'm a black card member. Maybe that, but also it, it's one of those places where I'm scared to over... What's the, what's the phrase? Like, overstay my welcome? Something over-welcome my stay? <laughs> I don't want to abuse my privileges as a black card member. I don't want to just be sitting on their couch for five hours and like, you know, you haven't even worked out today. What are you, are you, are you just going to be here on using our Wi-Fi all the time? You know, it's one of those situations. I don't want to take advantage of something like that. Maybe Barnes & Noble. I know there's a bookstore down the road. I'll just, I'll need to actually go look and and ask around, like, hey, is this allowed, and what is that, and yada, yada, things like that. It's something I can figure out. And whenever you're in a situation like that, where you have these specific tasks to do, uh, your brain gets creative pretty quickly. It's pretty, your brain adapts as well as your, your body. You quickly find out how to do things. It, it it wouldn't take long to really get used to this daily routine. But I, I, I'm making sure that I'm really, really thinking hard about this. Because I feel like I'm notorious for getting these like impulsive thoughts and running with them. And so I, re I really want to make sure that I'm I'm thinking this through. 
you know, I'm making a list of the pros and cons, the advantages and disadvantages, you name it. But in the past, you know, I also got to make sure that I'm not psyching myself out about thinking it through. Like, like in the past, I would tell myself, now you better really think thoroughly about this. But in the back of my head, I already knew what the answer was. So I, like, I, I told myself I was thinking it through to kind of give me the illusion that I'm being rational. But I would still be like, I'm, I'm still making the decision I have in my head. So I'm, I'm really making sure I'm thinking this through because if I regret it, that's a, like, I'm, I'm fucked for a little bit. You know, that, that's a big thing to get wrong to decide to go live in your car, selling your shit, and just, you know, you have a, an apartment where you can control the temperature. That's amazing. It has a shower. You can stretch your legs. You can have privacy. That's a big one for me. <clears throat> and then to just give that up, to just live in a cramped vehicle where you have to bend your knees while you sleep, and, you know, and it's one of those things where, like, the cl- you have to keep it clean because the more clean it is, the easier it is to navigate around it, you know? So you got to make sure it stays clean. You can't have a lot in the car. You know, when I came up here, I had my guitar in there, and that was annoying as hell. Think of, like, the space a guitar takes up in the back of your car. It's like 15% of the space. So, yeah, I think I might be in a good situation where I can maybe have someone hold on to it for now. I have like two friends now here in Utah, but one of them's kind of iffy about staying. We'll see. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, living in your car. But the big thing for it is, because, like, I, I'm, the main thought, like, why the thought sparked in my head was to limit my distractions. But then, then I started realizing that, you know, currently, this is the least amount of distractions I've ever had. So, if I'm in my car, will there, will a new standard be set? where suddenly I have new distractions, and then I'm like, fuck, I'm just going to be homeless, fuck this. <laughs> I don't think it would get that bad, but, I, you know, there's going to be new problems to think about once it happens. There's going to be new forms of stress. But other forms of stress will go away. Like, like money like paying rent and stuff. I always knew every month I would have enough to pay rent, but I'm also I also like to try to save money. So there's always a little bit of stress trying to manage that. But, you know, if I fucking if I can keep 75% of what I make a month just for me, god, that's it. Money stress is gone. Um what else? The distractions? I I really hope I'm 
I'm not wrong about that. I, I hope I don't just find new distractions. And maybe. Well, I feel like whatever distractions I do have, they'll be more productive, more like a healthy distraction. Where like I, I'll probably go hiking more. I'll probably maybe go out to bars more. Just, you know, because I'm, I feel like, well, in terms of me being alone, it'll be pretty much the same, you know. No one comes to my apartment anyway. So, no one's definitely going to come to my car. Not girls, at least. Maybe a dude. Like a friend. <laughs> like, have him check out my new crib. But, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, like, what new type of stress would occur. I'm trying to think back to when I was staying in my car for two months. Honestly... Well, because I wasn't working, there was a lot of downtime. I think the the town, I was in Grand Junction, Colorado, the longest in my car when I was traveling. For some reason, I stayed there for like four days. And I don't know why. I think I just decided, I don't feel like driving right now. You know, I've been doing this for a month already. I think by the time I got to Colorado, that was like a month. And... I just wanted to chill, and I wasn't working because I was traveling, so, and I'm staying in one town for four days, sleeping in my car, you know, I'm not going anywhere, so that was an issue, trying to find things to do. One thing I did do was I read a lot, like the most I read in a day was in Grand Junction because that's all I had to do. That's all I could do. And that's kind of the point of this whole thing. Like the, like the book, when I was in Grand Junction, that was my form of stimuli, stimulus. What's the, I don't know, is, is the plural version stimuli? I've been saying that lately on this podcast, but uh, that was my only form of entertainment. You know, something to like keep my brain entertained and that's that's the whole point of deciding to live in my car again to live in my car this time instead of staying in an apartment um so that might be an issue uh looking for things to do but that seems like a good problem to have right if you're gonna have a problem i feel like a good one is to just Trying to find ways to entertain yourself, you know? That's a good that's a good first world problem. Um But I'm working this time, so that's you know, a few days out of the week where I am busy for ten to twelve hours. So there's that. I'm trying to think of like my daily routine living in my car. Like really hone in on like what will I be doing? So I go to work. I go into work around 5. Yes, it sucks, but I can work 3 days a week. It's a good trade-off. I would I'll work from like 3 to f- <clears throat> 5 in the afternoon. And then I would imagine myself going to the gym. So I'll work out, shower, 
And then it's, it gets a little foggy after that. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out. Well, once I figure out the Wi-Fi situation and keeping my laptop charged, you know, once that is settled, I think it will be a little easier to determine what my daily routine would look like. But I'll definitely be working out more. That's a certainty. You know, if you're if the only place you shower is at the place where you also work out, you know, it's kind of like I'm here, might as well. <clears throat> so that's good, right? And it's a, a form of entertainment. I remember when I was staying in my car when I was traveling across the country, typically I would sleep in a Planet Fitness parking lot. So I would work out like twice a day. Once in the morning, because I would wake up in a Planet Fitness parking lot. I would shower. I would work out, then shower, get in my car, and go drive to the next Planet Fitness, like 100 miles away. I wasn't just driving the Planet Fitness to Planet Fitness. I was, you know, exploring the cities and stuff. But, and like all the national parks and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, I would just my end my day at Planet Fitness and... Workout shower. I was getting pretty toned, man. I tell you what. But, um, yeah, that's something I would have to figure out. I, like, I'm going to really think about this. I promise. I, I want this to be not so impulsive how my other decisions have been. I shouldn't say impulsive. Because impulsive would would imply that I just get up and do it. Right away, like I just, fuck it, you know, right now. Like I had the thought today, I did it today. No, my, like the thought is like, like I'll have a thought and when it's so powerful like this, it just, it just means that it doesn't go away. I'll probably go through with the thought. It was the same thing with the Appalachian Trail. Like I, it just occurred to me, just out of nowhere, just out of the blue, where, like, oh, I want to hike the Appalachian Trail. And I, I fucking, I bought all the gear. I I uh, trained. I went on hikes with a weight. And the only thing that stopped me was COVID. You know, they shut down the trail. They, It runs through 14 different states. They all have different rules and guidelines. I just, I couldn't go. But uh, I was determined. I bought the plane ticket and everything. I still, hadn't, I still need to use that ticket, by the way. It's valid until, like, 2022. But, but there are so many perks to living in my car. You know, like, so there, there's perks in both areas. If I decide to stay in my apartment and, or if I decide to live in my car. But, like, the perks have different value, right? So the perks to living in my apartment to just deciding to just stay in here is I can, you know, I have privacy, I have room, I have a stove, a refrigerator. Um, I can walk around naked if I feel like it. <clears throat> it's not a big issue, but it's an option. Um, I can, I have television, Wi-Fi, all that stuff, but that's part of the problem why I want to get out of it, right? 
But those are all, like, small points in my head. But, like, there's more, there's more perks to living in my apartment. But the perks to living in my car have higher value, right? I can... I can save money like a baller, man. Like, for a person in my situation, like, 25, no college degree, I can save shitload of money. The trade-off is that I have to live in my car, but I can still do it. I can have a lot at the end of the year. Another perk of high value is I can, I can travel more. Yeah, because I have more money. <laughs> I, I feel more comfortable doing things where before I felt a little more conservative doing because, you know, I was trying to save money and pay rent. And I gave up working a day a week. I gave up one day of work a week to have more free time. So I, I sacrificed basically four days of work in the month. And, you know, add those up, that's... That's a whole nother paycheck. Um, my, I'm thinking I would probably get that day back when I'm living in my car just to have more things to do in the week. But, yeah, I can travel more. I can travel more comfortably. Not having, like, a lingering paranoia that this money, you know, am I going to have enough to at least save this this month. What else? A big perk. I wouldn't say it's a a valuable perk, but a, an important one is less distractions. Less things to stimulate me. And I know at first I'm going to like it's going to feel like I'm going to regret it like ah oh, god damn it. Why can't I just you know, uh, I'm going to have those moments. I'm going to have those feelings where I'm just, I'm thinking about, you know what, I had an apartment, I had a bed, I had a AC and a heater, a refrigerator and a stove, and I just said, fuck it, I'm just going to live in my car. Voluntarily, it wasn't even, I was forced out. I'm doing this by choice, if I do it, you know. But the, the thought, you know, as I kept thinking about it throughout the day, and trying to play devil's advocate, trying to argue against it, the feeling, the thought just kept getting stronger. Like, maybe, maybe I should do this. And I had more thoughts as to why it would be better to just live in my car, at least for a while. And uh, an idea is, you know, like two months into it, I would have enough for a down payment to get a van, and then I upgrade. And some might say, like, John, you're in your an apartment. That's already, that's the upgrade, <laughs> you know? Is that what you're going for? You go from car, van, apartment? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, a car upgrade, a vehicular upgrade, if that's even a word. But just enough for legroom. That, that's a big one. That, that's real important. If you're going to live in your car... Try to get a vehicle where you can stretch your legs. I'm barely too tall to live in my current vehicle, which is a Ford Escape. 
It's a hot mom car. It's a good icebreaker because all you see is chicks driving it. But <laughs> what what do you call it? I it's I do have to sleep with my legs slightly bent, and the middle of the car is like a has a hump, or my the lower part of my body is just drooping, and that can if I do that for a long period of time, I can have some back issues, man. And my job already kind of gives me back issues because I bend over like a moron to the side to pick up my box. I'm eventually going to throw my back out. But to add living in the back seat of your car, that's that's not going to help my back issue. Definitely need to get into yoga. That's a big thing. But, um, you know... I can definitely tolerate doing this for at least two months until I feel comfortable enough to trade in my car for a van. And then we can kind of go from there. Then I'll have a payment after that, like a monthly payment. Paying my van off, that would probably go from 250 to 400 bucks a month, something like that. I would guess, right? But... It can work out. It can really work out. I'm really, really trying to to think everything through. And I'm sure some of you are asking, like, what are you going to eat? Well, a lot of dehydrated food. Uh, you know, just shit that you can't cook. I'm okay not having a steak. I've already not been having that. Uh, tuna chicken you know uh food was never really big on my priority list like in terms of like like a lot of people will buy food that they enjoy that tastes yummy whether it's healthy or bad for you but like food for me has always i'm kind of like a dog like if you put it in front of me i'll eat it and I, I don't really get sick of the same food. You know, I, I may be eating those words. <laughs> Pun, I guess. But I'm, I'm, I'm pretty basic when it comes to food. If I go shopping, yes, I will probably buy the shit I don't need. Not, not the whole list, but I'll add some things I probably don't need, like hot Cheetos and... Maybe some dingleberries. <laughs> Did I say dingleberries? No, uh, fucking, you know, the, the the cupcake things with the cream in the middle. Dingleberries, Jesus Christ. But, but if I'm living in my car, you know, it probably won't be a, too, a big issue in the winter where it can kind of stay cool, but as it gets warmer, you can't afford to really have too much crap in your car. That'll 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 be an issue I I get better at. You know, there are countless YouTube videos of people doing the same exact thing and they they give some sound advice. I I took a lot of their advice when I did stay in my car for two months. Um yeah, food will be it'll it'll be an issue every now and then. But, you know, just practice. It's just a new skill set you have to make for yourself. You know, get a cooler, 
something that could fit in your car that won't take up too much space. Maybe some sort of like aluminum towel thing. I don't know. Something that you can cover your food with when you're out and about in the daytime. Just as, you know, as long as I can keep it from not getting spoiled, I don't really care if it's like a little warm or something. That's what I ate when I was living in my car. It was just tuna. Tuna's, tuna's the shit. I don't care. Just add some hot sauce if you want to spice things up a little bit. You know, I can't really have condiments. Otherwise, I'd probably add Miracle Whip. <laughs> I do like Miracle Whip with tuna. That's nice. Uh, what's, what's another issue? Like food, definitely a concern. And like a valid concern for people. Um, let's think here. Uh, living, like, dirty, dirty clothes, perhaps, you know, it, you, you probably need some kind of trash bag or something to, something that can block out the stank, because, like, my job, I'm on my feet pretty much for 10, 12 hours a day, my feet reek when I get home, man, my socks fucking bleh. Luckily, I have a closet where I keep my dirty clothes and a little hamper. So, I mean, that's that's more of, like, that's not an issue in terms of, like, living. It's just more of, like, a discomfort kind of thing, smelling your dirty socks. But, obviously, you're going to want to fix that somehow. You want to bring girls back to your car and have dirty sock smell? Then they'll be like, oh, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> As if, like, the car wasn't enough that you're living in it. But, yeah, that can get handled. Um, yeah, some kind of trash bag that you put inside another trash bag, maybe. So, well, I can figure it out. I'll figure it out. That's a, that's a cool thing about it. Like, you just figure it out. You, you get creative whenever you're in a predicament. It's, it's cool how the brain works. Let's see, what's another issue for living in my back? seats privacy perhaps um i think i still have so when i first came to utah i made this little drape this little this little window curtain thing that i hung up in the back of my car where if you looked from my windshield you couldn't see the back seat you know if i was sleeping i would close that shit off and just be trapped i had tinted windows it was nice i made do something a little more advanced where I put them, put some sort of drapes over all the windows in the back seat. Maybe we'll see. Especially like if I'm on my laptop, I don't want that light shining through the windows as some weirdo tapping on my glass. Yo, that'd be weird. Like he doesn't know you're in there. Some dude's putting his face up against the window with his hands clasping to see if he can <laughs> get a better look. Oh, that'd be awkward. And he, he catches my eyes that, like, look like deer at night. And we're just glowing. <laughs> oh, man, that would be fucking creepy. But, yeah, privacy. I, I kind of, at least in terms, like, so something you quickly learn how to do is how to be a good stealth car camper. Because that's a big one for me. I, was, I would always get a little anxious depending where I was sleeping. 
that's yeah that's that's an important one but you get really good pretty fast on how to do it like i originally i would sleep in a planet fitness parking lot but sometimes you know people go home it's 2 in the morning you're the only car in the parking lot and your car's just isolated like that that would bug me i i don't really do that I try not to do that anymore where my car is just the only car in the parking lot. That that's weird. No telling like what's going to happen. But uh one thing I like to do is I'll drive to a like a little suburban neighborhood and just park among the other cars parked along like on the side of the road. Just in that little space where cars can park and yeah. It's a good spot because, I mean, there's a trade-off for all of it. You know, when you're isolated in a parking lot at 2 in the morning, it's not very loud. It's pretty fairly quiet. But also, you're just isolated and suspicious looking. But in the, in the, in the neighborhoods where you park along all the other cars that live in the neighborhood, no one's going to think twice about your vehicle because it's just blended in with every other car there. The only issue is it's right by the road and a car passes by you every two minutes. You're, you're like, you're just about to doze off and <laughs> it happened a few times. But again, as you, as you become better, as you become adapted to sleeping in the back of your car, it kind of becomes white noise. You just don't really think about it anymore. It just becomes part of the wind. The car is passing by. But that's what I like to do. Just go find a nice little neighborhood that looks kind of safe, you know, kind of wealthy looking. Not like rich or as gated communities, but, you know, like a upper middle class type neighborhood. You'll you'll find some. Just don't look suspicious. Just park and don't bother anyone and just go to sleep. It's lovely. There's a few places like that. So I'm not too worried about car camping I've gotten pretty good at it. Let's see, what else, what else, what else, what else? So we went over food, hygiene, car camping, and obviously showering, like, yeah, go to get a gym membership, bada bing, you got a place to shower. That might be hard, you know, if you're living in a place where they have strict COVID rules and a lot of the gyms are shut down, like in Oregon. Like, I, I wouldn't be able to do this in Oregon because, you know, they just shut everything down. But Utah, I'm lucky enough to where the gyms are still open so I can shower. It's quite nice. You know, if that were the case, you know, even worse than the libraries being closed, the gyms being closed, now I have no place to bathe, that would suck. And it would suck even more that, like, I got going on living in my car, and then like a month into it, they shut down the gyms because, you know, COVID outbreak or something. But I'm not worried about that at this point. You know, we're late in the winter. Viruses tend to, like, fester more rapidly in the winter. So, like, as we get on the come down, it'll it'll simmer down a bit. So I'm not, I'm not worried about them shutting down the gyms. Not at this point. Uh, what else? 
car camping, hygiene, privacy. Mm. Entertainment, you know. Like, the whole point of doing this is to limit my options to entertain myself. But at the same time, you kind of, you need some kind of vice, right? You can't just be doing, you can't just be 100% disciplined all day. You'll just burn out and you'll fucking hate your life. That sucks. But the point of it is to kind of, like, sacrifice the time. So, in the future, you have a more simple life. Easy life. With easy choices. So, you make the hard choices now. But, um, you know, I'll have a lot of money. Just me walking around. Hope no one's, like, stalking me on this podcast and just waiting for me to go live in my car so you can mug me. I don't carry around cash. It's not really a thing I do. Maybe, like, 20 bucks. So you can take 20, okay? I'm joking. Don't don't rob me. But uh, let's see. I can see myself going to the movies. That's another thing that Utah is open, you know, movie theaters. Not playing new movies, but I just like to go and sit down in a movie theater. I love that it's limited capacity. I hate people. So if I can be the only one in a movie theater, I would gladly do it. Um, I just love the experience of seeing a movie on a big screen. It's awesome. And it's just a cool thing to hang out. I'm I'm cool spending 11 bucks here and there to go watch a movie. That's a good form of entertainment. Hiking. I can see myself hiking a lot more. Because lately I've been having trouble hiking because I just don't feel like it. I just would rather sit down, lay on the couch and... Just be lazy. So this time I kind of like have no choice in the matter where like, you know, what else can I do? Might as well go hiking. It's not like I'm just going to chill in my car. Although I, I may do that a few times. Movies, hiking. I can see myself going to some bars a little bit. Maybe not necessarily to socialize. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know how hard that is with COVID. I haven't tried. But at least just to go out and get a drink and just be walking around the city, something like that. There's plenty of things I can do to entertain myself. Things that maybe will force me to be in a few more uncomfortable situations. Things I wouldn't normally do because I already have my comforts here in my apartment, you know? So I can see myself being forced to go out a little more. That's how it was when I was staying in my car for two months on my road trip. I... I went through these moments of, like, severe loneliness. <laughs> like, I was really goddamn lonely. I even cried a month into it after seeing this one couple just... I was camping. They were camping. But they were, like, RV camping. I was in my tent. And I was really bored. You know, it's 10 o'clock at night. So I unzipped the zipper in my tent and just watched this couple just, you know, just talk. And they were laughing together. They were sitting around a fire. And I thought it was so sweet, especially since I was so deprived of communicating with anyone, any kind of companionship. So I cried, freaking bawled my eyes out, just just admiring this couple just, you know, just be normal with each other. <laughs> they were laughing and, you know, just being a couple. But where's I going with this? Yeah, I was forced, eventually I felt forced 
my my body's like, we need to go say hi to somebody. So I went to bars and said hi to people. I started talking more. I just, it was in me. Like, it just came naturally because it wasn't that, you know, maybe sometimes in the past I would feel like, all right, I need to go out to a bar. I'm going to go say hi to somebody just because I feel like I'm too introverted or something. So I kind of forced myself to go out to bars. But it doesn't really work out because I'm forcing myself. But whenever you're actually deprived of companionship, you don't really force it. It just happens. You know, you, your body just says, we're we're hungry right now. Like It's like a, a lion who hasn't eaten meat in a few days. It, he just, it just comes out. If he sees it, he just pounces. It doesn't matter if you've raised this lion for 10 years. If he's hungry, he's going to eat you. You're, you're just food to him. That's kind of how it was with socializing. I was so deprived for so long that it just came naturally. I just, and I met some of the, like, I met great people during this time. I'm great friends with one of them, and he's the one who inspired me to start coding. You know, he's a really honest, great guy. And, yeah, I trust him, and we still talk. And there's a few other people that I met through, like, I met this guy through these other people. It was it was cool. It was and it was because I was deprived of people in my life. And I've I've sort of been saying that lately that you know, I'm living in my apartment alone, but also I run into people like regularly that I see and I know them, I talk to them. I don't really feel deprived. You know, if lately it's been a good time for me to just reflect and think about things. I wasn't really reflecting much on my road trip, but I'm, I'm digressing a little bit. People, you know, I may feel forced to go out and socialize more. So that's, that's, a, that's a positive when you're living in your car. I can't guarantee that. You know, I, I keep saying these things like, oh, whenever I'm living in my car, I'm, like, I'm going to be doing this more, I'm going to be doing that. You know, like, that's a, that's a bad trap to put yourself in. Like, like things will get better once this happens. You know, I've done that plenty of times in the past, and it just doesn't work out like that. You know, like, like you promise yourself you're going to start doing these things once, like, once A happens, then B will take place. Like, no, it doesn't work like that. So that's something I'm trying to keep in mind if I do decide to live in my car. Like, I can't just promise myself that these things are going to happen because maybe it's more likely that it will. You know, it's still up to me. You don't want to fool yourself like that. That's that's the thing I'm trying to avoid, by, like, thinking through the th- situation. Because before, like, like an example, uh, before I moved to Oregon, I... I was telling myself, like, you know, when I get to Oregon, that's when I'm going to go into bars. I'm going to be, like, making friends with everybody. I'm just going to be hiking every day. I There was a time where I was hiking every day, but I wasn't going to bars. I, I went maybe, I could count it on one hand. I I just didn't go. But, like, my mindset before come, going to Oregon that's that's what was in my head. I thought I was just going to be like this 
socialite. But no, I was just the same dude. Occasionally would go to a bar. But, so that's a, a trap you kind of want to avoid. Don't, don't like guarantee X because Y finally happened. Don't think things are going to get better. Like, yeah, it's weird. It's like people who haven't meditated and then they, they say, oh yeah, like I can't wait to meditate and just become this Zen master. I'm going to hit Nirvana. Like, no, that's, that, it doesn't work like that. You're, no. And if you go in with that expectation, it's going to be even less likely that it's going to happen. So, yeah, don't, don't do that. I've been guilty of that plenty of times. We all have. You know, if you're, if you understand what I'm saying, it means you've been through it before. You can relate. But, yeah. Other than that, I don't... Have I been doing this for an hour now? Yikes, it's almost 9 o'clock, Jesus. Uh, other than that, I don't see much issue... You know, I've... I, I, I know there's a lot to expect. Like, I've been through it before. So, there's a lot. I, I know what's coming. But, this will be different. In the sense that I'm actually living here now. I'm not staying. I'm not in one town for a day or two. I'm I'm in this city for for a while. As long as as, as far as I can tell, right now, you know, I don't want to get too. You know, since COVID happened, I stopped predicting things like three months in advance. Like no telling what the hell is going to happen in three months. At least for me, because I'm always up to something. Positive or negative, something's going on. But, um, I'll definitely keep you posted. What what I decide, because this is a big decision. Because this is a, you know, if it's a good choice, it's a great choice. If it's a bad choice, it is very bad. <laughs> and I won't know until if I actually make the decision, you know, if I, if I decide to stay in my apartment, you know, what could have been, you know, how much money would I have saved by now? Would I have finally met my goals because I was so fucking zoned in, you know, I don't, that's, that's a bad trap. You know, I don't want to guarantee that Oh yeah, I'll be distraction free once once I am in my car. I will have nothing to dissuade me from doing the things I know I need to do. That's that's dangerous. And that is something you don't want to fuck around with. Especially like I I'm, I'm <laughs> like I'm in a good spot, you know, for most people. For most 25-year-olds, I'm in a I'm in a decent place right now. I have, like, for me, I have what I haven't had in probably forever, like, ever, which is privacy. This is the first time I've really actually had complete privacy. Most of my life, there's always someone else living with me, whether it was, like, in grade school where I had my sister, my parents, and all that. And don't get me wrong, I love them, of course, but I never realized how much I love being alone. 
and and how much it actually makes me appreciate them more, you know. Um, and after that, it was like I had roommates in college and Colorado and Oregon. And don't get me wrong, I love those guys, but at the same time, you know, it would have been a better situation. It would be a great situation now if I was still living alone, but I had my dude friends, my bros, if they were my neighbors. You know, we don't need to be roommates, but God damn it, we, we should be neighbors. That would be perfect. That would, you know, like, no, I would even consider living in my car if that was the case. But, you know, but again, you know, that would be an extra distraction. <laughs> Back, you know. So, you know, I'm in a place, I'm in a very confusing place right now. A lot of people, for a lot of people, this is a no-brainer. Like, what the fuck are you thinking living in your car? Just, no. You know, like, a lot of this is based off of your perspective, right? So, someone out there is living in their car right now because because he got evicted. You know, his job, they stopped bringing people in because COVID, something happened. He couldn't make money. He couldn't pay rent. He got kicked out. Now he's living in his car. And for, you know, that's a, <laughs> you can't really help having a negative, having anything but a negative perspective when that happens. And for me, you know, it's voluntary. I'm thinking about saving money. I can save up for a van. I can I have more time to do the shit that I want to do. You know, that's a completely different perspective. But, you know, I could, I'm doing the same exact thing that this guy who got kicked out of his apartment is doing, but we're having completely different experiences, right? It, it's it, oh, the way you see things makes the world of a difference. And, you know, for most people, they think living in their car is a... That's a loss. That's something negative. And that's reasonable to think. Obviously, your car's not meant for sleeping in it. It's meant for driving you to places. But for me, I, I see opportunity. I see opportunity. And ideally... If things, things worked out in a perfect world, this would put me in a shot to, you know, maybe one day get my own house and actually be better off because I decided to make this, this terrible leap. It's, you know, but and at the same time, like, I, I'm kind of a contrarian. Uh, I try to see things that most people look down on, and I try to find the upside in it. I, 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 I like being that guy who does that weird thing. You know, that's, that's me, tr you know, trying to, like, give myself an identity. I'm the guy that does that thing. That, like, where people are like, like, oh, man, I couldn't do it, but it's cool that you can, you know, you get, like, you get a good story, you know? And I do. Um... I'm not afraid to admit that this is kind of a lot of it could just be me looking for a way to you know, like 
weed myself out of the bunch, you know. I like being a contrarian. I'll admit that. Um, but that's a, that's a small, that would be a small reason to why I would be doing this. A lot of it is really just opportunity. I really see opportunity in this. And it, I'm, if I'm going into it with this thought in my head, it, it can only, it, things can only go up. Unless, of course, my card gets totaled and then I'm fucked. <laughs> but also, I, I just need it to not get totaled for a couple months. And then you can force my hand. You can, someone can rear in me and I'm fucked. No back seat to sleep in. And it'll force my hand to get a van. Like, well, all right, we did it. As long as I can make it for two months, two to three, six months tops. You know what? No telling. <laughs> no telling how long it's going to take. But um, I see a lot of opportunity. And I see a good story. I do a lot of things for the story. I try to look at things... As if, you know, like, how am I going to tell this to people 10 years from now? Like, how am I going to explain this time in my life? Uh, Is it going to be negative? Is it going to be a downer? Or is it going to be exciting? Is it going to be the stepping stone into something greater? And I'm hoping that's what it is. I'm hoping. This It can go a million ways, especially during unpredictable times like this. It can go in a million ways. Who knows? But that's the fun of it. Who knows? I don't know. I have an idea, but I don't. I don't know. <laughs> and that's exciting. It's it's fun. I like it. And you know, but also that's not a good reason to do it. Because that's more of like an emotional response. There's no logic involved in that. So you really, you still need to think these things through. But also, you know, do it for the, just the sheer uncertainty. That's how you learn. That's how you figure shit out. Because it, it is uncertain. And it's going to, and it's frustrating at first. But when you force your hand... You get creative. It's really, it's fun to see your, your mind at work when it's forced to make a situation better. When you're, when you're in a predicament where you have to just solve a problem. It's fun to watch your brain go to work. But I think that might be all I have to say. This might have been like almost two hours. I don't know when I started this. I'm not sure. But... This, you know, and I'm glad I did this recording because there's things I haven't thought of yet before recording this, but now I have. And that's the big reason why I'm doing this podcast, because I can get thoughts out. I can think out loud, and it's helpful. I don't really care that fucking 10 of you are listening. This is for me. And if you like it, you like it. Cool. Whatever. But... I, yeah, I, this has been very helpful, just talking through this. And 
obviously there's going to be some things I missed. I'm going to I'm going to be thinking more about it, of course. But I'd say it's like a 80/20 chance that I do this. I don't know when once I have a certain answer, then that's when you have to set a date. If you don't set a date, you can prolong something forever. Especially like when you're engaged. Like, okay, you're engaged, but you need a fucking date. If you don't set that date, it can be five years until you get married. So like, if you have a thought, if you have a plan, set a date. Seriously, that's like the, out of all the things I've learned in my short years, setting a date is like one of the most important ones that I can like, like that's, that's wisdom for me that I can give people like set a motherfucking date and then stick with it. If things don't go according to plan, you know, do your best to just stick to that day and work around it. And if things do go to shit, then maybe set a second date, but never a third. Don't, don't, because then you'll just get in the habit of just backtracking. Don't do that. Maybe a second date, maybe. But really try to work around that first one. Um, but yeah, I will definitely get back to you when I have a decision. I mean, obviously, I have a lot of say. This has been definitely the longest podcast I've ever done. Um, I... I, I bet I'll have an answer within like a week. Within a week. And if the answer is yes, if the answer is I'm going to live in my car, it will be fairly soon. It won't be something I prolong until March or April. It'll be maybe before January is over. I don't want to say that. I don't want to be too certain about that, but... It would also I'd have to sell my shit first. I can't just leave all my crap. You know, there's a lot of logistics I'd have to go through. Termination fee for my apartment. That'll probably be like seven hundred, eight hundred bucks. I don't doubt it. We'll see. We'll see. But first I need a I need a definite choice. We'll see. But yeah. This is like a like a once every couple years kind of thought where it's just a, it just hits me like a brick wall like a pancake poop. No, oh, that was weird. <laughs> you know, when you eat a stack of pancakes and you just a, just a poop hits you right in the colon. I've had that plenty of times. But uh yeah, so like when those thoughts happen, I tend to go through with them. Just because they're rare. And there's a reason it just occurred, right? There's a reason it just popped up like nothing. That that's that's the weird thing about it. It just came out of nowhere. I was what was I even doing? I was like singing when this happened. I was I was making a delivery up in the mountains in Cottonwood Heights. And I was just singing. I was fucking, I was singing, uh, this must be the place by the talking heads. And, and then I got real quiet 
And then my eyes started widening. And then I had this thought. And then it just stuck with me all day. That's all I thought about the rest of the day. Because it was exciting. And it was just so crazy how it just hit me like that. I mean, obviously, there was a lead up. Like I said it a week ago, where I was considering just getting rid of my television. And possibly some other things. But then the idea of just, yeah, fuck it. Let's just get rid of our apartment. Let's try that. And, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I think this is it. I'm at 2,700, or 2,073 bars. I don't know how long that is, but I, I'm pretty sure it's a while. But, yeah. Yeah, good talk, good talk. A lot of energy. Got a lot out. Got a lot of ideas out. A lot of thoughts. This is helpful. I, I don't know if I missed anything. All the perks, all the shitty downsides. But yeah, cool. All right, cool. I hope you enjoy this one. Later, guys.